Welcome to Movie Sack. And now the 2010 romantic comic book movie. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. I've been really curious to hear what Brian thinks about this movie. I, I just imagine Brian watching this movie and being so fucking irritated with every moment of it. And I want to hear him tell me just how right I am. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wait till last minute. I'm going to sit down and give this movie some attention so that way I don't have any excuses. So I sat down last night on the couch. I was like, all right, going to watch this movie. You know what? I'm going to grab a pad of paper so I remember things. So I wrote down notes as we went along. And um, I don't want to give oh. them all away. I'll, I'll try to go in order with you. No, we'll definitely go in order. That's the that's the purpose but, of notes. Um, I will say my very first note says, I love the 8-bit Universal logo and music. And that's um, what like, kind of sets like, I saw that and I was like, oh, I love this. Because I think the Universal logo in general is one of my favorite like big studio ones because it always means like a good, that boom, boom. No, Orion is Like a good something is coming. Sequence. Like because like, Jurassic Park uses it. It's just like, it just feels like something fun is coming with the Universal one. It's always something good to watch. So it fills me with good, warm feelings. Um, but I loved that 8-bit Universal logo. And you've been playing a lot of the Nintendo Pie, so you have a yeah. nostalgia for it to boot. Yeah. So and I thought it, it was... I thought it was an excellent choice to do. So you're starting out on a high. I started out on a great note. What a terrific, <laughs> terrific note. Sadly, <laughs> it didn't last. <laughs> For a second there, you had me worried. Oh my God. I really like the movie open. So I've never watched this movie ever. Uh, I always, I was like, that's not my cup of tea. That's not what I want to watch. Uh, but I love the filmmaker, and as I found out, I love everybody in it. Just another yeah, project. There's, not it's a jam-packed star cast. I forgot all about Thomas Jane. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of randos. Like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it kicks off, and Scott Pilgrim is, like, dating this Chinese high schooler, and all of his friends and a few exes are just giving him hell about it. I like her name, and, Knives Chow. Knives Chow. Comes nice. over saying she's not going to geek out on us, and lo and behold, the uh, the whims of Scott Pilgrim. I wrote, oh. "I'm weirded out by dating a high school girl." He's what, 22? 22. Yes. 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 So yeah. this movie starts with him like, "I'm dating a high school girl," and immediately I just feel gross. And I think this like. The climate that we're in now, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to watch it. I don't. I think watch there's it. a like it's there's the hard. Canadian edge to this because they explicitly talk about how they're dating, but they've never even kissed. Right. I get so it. it's like they're hanging out and holding hands. It's like the Canadian version but of it, dating. But it sounds and like that's, Canadian in the movie. He kept saying like I'm dating a 17 year old high school girl. Uh, it's just it's weird that that's even. But it seems like this, Scott's using this as a, a crutch. Like she, he is using this girl as a means to not push a relationship, but still be in a relationship. Like, oh, I can't oh, that's really. That's an interesting point. But I can't why really could they safe? just make her a senior who's eighteen? If you need somebody in high school, why couldn't they? Why couldn't she be eighteen? Why does she have to be underage? Well, she is seventeen in the source material. Ooh, they've never changed source material for real fucking. Movie. You know, actually, though, correct me if I'm wrong, and you two probably don't know this, but. I think the movie very, very closely does like follows the comic books. Like the plot lines are all very, very similar with few and little changes. So it, it's, I don't know. No, I think, yeah, I haven't read them myself, but I think of how this movie progressed was probably very well done because it didn't seem like too campy or like too forcing original. it. It's extremely unique because there was so much into this, like having like, it's like the Ali McBeal having those little quick cuts to the side yeah. or those overlaps that just kind of like are in game. Like imagine if you went to see Deadpool and one of those little yellow bubbles popped up, which means I'm talking to you, the reader, <laughs> like something that <laughs> breaks that fourth wall, which is fun to see in a movie that's definitely not taking itself seriously as is trying to have a good time of it. 
Can oh, I this share movie's with you? fantastic with that. I love all the goofy little video game references and oh, yeah. the point scores popping up over defeated enemies and the little Nintendo yes. <laughs> coin noises. And yeah, I've seen this movie many times and I have always enjoyed it. I haven't movie. seen it in many years. And so it was kind of fun to return to because I'd forgotten a lot about it. But uh, it doesn't just, I, I just could not I honestly I just didn't get into it. I thought it looked like it was well done and it looked cool, but then it made me think about what I like in watching a movie. And so I will share this note with you. Now this is ahead, but I'll share this note that I wrote. I like Marvel movies because it don't look like a comic book. This statutory movie looks like a comic book lame like, i like the stories of comics but i don't like comic books so i watch these movies i've never read a comic book this movie keeps trying to look like a comic book i'm like god damn it i don't like this it's just not my thing but i found many positives that i pointed out all right well all right i'll let you yeah i have a counterpoint so go on oh yeah what did you think of sin city i liked sin city that is almost frame for frame a comic book. Yeah. yeah. I think Sin City looks a lot more comic booky than this does. They did a they busted their ass to make it comic booky. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Sin City came out today if I'd watch it. I, I think my Robert Rodriguez, like that part I I loved back then. Now I'd be like, eh. But I love that. No, I really like that movie, but I don't think I'd ever rewatch that. I don't think it's something in my repertoire that I rewatch unless, unless we watch but it here. But. Again, it is it's a niche thing. So yeah, I, then I think it goes down to the story where I just wasn't interested. I was no, excited to see some of it, but yeah, I it just wasn't like this is not the movie for me. It didn't make me feel anything. The two quirky hipster ain't my bag, so I just uh, couldn't relate. When but I first I, started watching it. And it's not that I forgot that Michael Sarah was the main character, but when he first pops up, I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. That's how I feel. I don't like Michael Sarah. Oh, I like Michael Sarah. It's just like awkward. I didn't like him in Arrested Development. I just, I don't. I loved him in Arrested Development. I just super bad. And you're right. It's not personal. Sorry, Michael. But this movie specifically. I hated his hair. Yeah, that was. This movie is the the only situation that I could like him. And it's the goofiness. It's it's like Michael Sarah in fight scenes doing stunts and fighting samurai swords. Like they make Michael Sarah in his douchey hipster nerd self kind of cool and energetic and fun. Yeah. And he's never cool, energetic, or fun in anything he's ever done. So you get a little bit the best of both worlds. I agree with you 100% on that. I was like, oh, I like him. Like I like him in this. He seems looser yeah. and not as. He did very well. Like he yeah. played to that hipster role. But he, 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 I think he stepped up. Like he, he really, I don't know. He made the character more interesting. And that's one of my notes much later in the movie too. So, yeah. But anyways, so you had a bit you wanted to go on, Brian, like coming into this. Um, well, let's see. I wrote, hey, Allison Pill, exclamation point, because I, I like her. But uh, And then I, I did appreciate the Launchpad McQuack title for the song what was that i didn't get that reference oh, there's so many tales. good songs in this movie there, too oh yeah there's i love tales. the soundtrack and then i watched the credits and i wanted to go name for name and write something about each person then i just thought i'll wait till i see them all um but i just wrote lots of fucking cool people are in this including <laughs> captain america yeah that was the best and was captain like, marvel yeah oh yeah um, it took me forever to realize like holy shit that is allison Bree. But along those lines, I wrote Kieran Culkin. Fuck yes, Igby goes down. Fucking rules. That's I think he movie. does really well in this movie too. Yeah, Kieran nails it. Just being that eccentric sage advice and he's got some great flamboyant. <laughs> Flamboyance is like he's like a hedonism bot from Futurama. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I just wrote That's Anna so Kendrick true. is perfect. Not necessarily in the movie, but I just meant in general. She seems pretty perfect. Who's perfect? Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Oh, she seems really young in this, but I guess this was a while. Oh, I don't know. She's looked the same age. Since. Kind of. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, she does not age. She showed up and stuff. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then I wrote, I'm writing these, you know, these notes with a Sharpie. His Ooh. shirt 
says Sharpie. And I was like, what an asshole this guy is. Fuck this guy. I got so mad. I was like, I'm wearing a shirt that says Sharpie. I might run it. Fuck you, you fucking hipster asshole. I, God damn it. God damn it. Do I just, and the thing of it is I would have like, all of that seemed really cool what they were doing. You know, all right. So music. now, now everyone knows how we feel. Yes. So it's about ah. Scott. Scott Pilgrim meeting the girl of his dreams, but he has to fight her seven evil exes. First evil ex being something Patel. Matthew Patel. Matthew Patel with that yes. ridiculous ass black eyeliner and his goofy. Definitely uh, was holding on to something from that shit made me so mad. I was like, why is this still happening? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they got the worst out of the way first. Yeah, like I, I completely forgot about these weird demon girls that popped up around. Yeah. Him. I forgot about that too. And I was like, what was this? But it was like the Bollywood sequence, which just played right into the whole thing. So it's like, oh, of course he has like poor mystic. I don't know. It was very Bollywood. Some of his like dancing and fighting. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's played into like the stick of this movie is like just to be over the top. And this guy is just being himself. And he has his mystical powers to win this win back the heart of Ramona. I'm super glad that fight was over quickly, though. I didn't even get there in my notes yet. I'm still at she's 17. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote holding hands. Gross. And then I wrote other Scott. <laughs> that thing cracked me. I love See, I love that. I love those quick little bits like that where they the put a lot of up. Oh my god, fun lines that are, yeah. I love that, like that whole Edgar Wright style. I love, but I just don't love this story. And so I couldn't get into it. I just, I just couldn't. I love the little things like that. But, and then I wrote, she's still 17 in the library. She did not. What'd you think of the band? Sex Babam. I love the band. Um, I like, so the lead singer, Mark Weber, has been in a couple other cool movies. So I liked him. I was like, hey, it's that guy. He's been, he was in Green Room. Remember that one where like, yeah, um, Patrick Stewart and, yeah, yeah, super racist. He was in that and he was remember in, that he was in another movie where like he answers a cell phone. He's got to go on these tasks for this guy. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but I love I the like, music hey, the band dude. plays in this like that, that punk rock, that first song, the garbage truck song. Oh, yeah, that was that's a song. It's like it's I like love every song in this movie. It's like Jack Black and Beck got together and just wrote the soundtrack to this movie. Uh, that's what I know. Beck did a few, but yeah, I was gonna say that's not far off. Beck, yeah, Beck wrote at least one of the songs that I know of, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm looking at Michael Sarah like, yeah, that's Beck. I know basically that's an autobiographical. <laughs> I'd love to Beck. see like a movie where he plays Beck. <laughs> All right, my washer uh, is has something in it that is throwing it off balance as it spins. You should wash bricks. I can't hear it. Well, it stopped now. <laughs> It jarred itself loose, so it stopped. So the second evil X. Oh, wait, wait. I didn't get there. Well, okay. I got a few more notes in this section. Okay. Um, I, I'll try to get through them quickly. I wrote, uh, hey, it's the lady from the Dan Connor in a bunker movie. She's the pink haired girl. Yeah. Elizabeth something Winstead. Yeah. yeah Winstead. Mary Cigarette man name or something. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. Not yeah. to get, not to be confused with Mary Elizabeth Monster Antonio. Nobody's um, going to confuse those two. Yeah, that, no, I wouldn't have. Robin Hood. Uh, <laughs> no. Then I wrote, Hey, it's Robbie from new girl. And I felt like he was still playing Robbie from new girl in this movie. Uh, and then there was the Marvel thing. Oh, and then I wrote, or just what about Aubrey Plaza? She is always the most succinct bitchy girl role. And the fact that they censored her the way that they did the entire time was just icing, I thought. You know, I I, I typically like her. She's kind of cute in a weird way. And you're right. She's usually just kind of this like funny bitchy girl. But I, I didn't really get the point of her in this. Like, she was just one of their friends, right? Yeah. She, she was, was just, just always a around. tertiary character. And she was always tearing on Scott Pilgrim. Just Everything like, is yeah. always off. Fuck you, Scott. What are you ruining right now? And then we wouldn't see her for 20 minutes. And then she'd just pop up again. You're an asshole, Scott. What do you want? 20 minutes later. God damn it. It's Scott again. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That's what I like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was my thing. When those two kissed, I wrote, it looks like two birds kissing because they were very soft lip touching. It was the main characters at the beginning. Ramona and Scott. Yeah. 
you know they they, they kind of got into that really birds. quick because they met at that party yeah and the first fight and like the first words that she says to him are like get away from me and then five minutes later they're back in her place making out <laughs> like that was that's quite of a that's a 180 right there but does that speak to her character like she has a lot of exes she's broken up with all of them so she's in control of what she wants you're led to believe that yeah but as the story unfolds but anyways that was just fun yeah it's just a fun character and she's just trying to like start anew she's working for amazon in 2010 before they were a monopoly and evil. Uh, well, that's well, why that's and making people she's just a delivery girl i thought yeah, but yeah she for Amazon. She and they said shit. Then yeah, she said shit. she just took a job at Amazon. Shit. Huh. Which I yeah, thought was interesting. No way she's delivered. I'm tired of people meeting in circumstances like that. It doesn't happen. I mean, I still win. It does happen. And you know for a fact it happens. What do you mean? We on that kickball league that we used to play on um back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> and there was that girl that was a friend of someone, and she met her husband. Adam, this is a true story. So I guess these two people were in college and I, I don't remember how we knew them and I didn't know them well. I think she was on her kickball team. Um, she was like driving north on the highway in Michigan and her soon-to-be ex-husband or soon-to-be husband was supposed to be driving south, but they did something wrong on an exit. So they had to get back on the highway and they both end up driving in the same direction on the highway and the dude is just passing them and it's this this woman and her friends and he literally just like sees her on the highway like does the whole roll down your window thing and like oh asks God. for her number and it what? worked and then the two of them ended up getting married off of just this completely ridiculous random but like one of those cute meat stories or meat cute stories <laughs> salami meat stories and so i'm saying like these these things happen all right okay. fair enough um Art imitating life. Imitating My next art. note is... I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It was like, last long. <laughs> it was during Patel's fight. I was like, what the... F I, I got... So, I was like, I don't even know what I'm watching. Like, I don't know what the plot is at this very moment. I don't know what is happening. And I'm annoyed like, Patel Scott guy. Scott Pilgrim deletes the email from Matt Patel. He's like, whatever, to the death, sure. And he's like, oh, this is spam, obviously. So like Matthew is the first one to reach out and says, I'm going to kill you. And yeah, subsequently does not. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen Spy Game, but I feel like it's an underrated movie. And so I started watching that. I've seen it before. I could tell you about it. It's Brad Pitt and Robert Redford and takes place over the course of a few lifetimes. I was expecting more out of that movie. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but I expected it to be a lot better based off of those two. I'd be, isn't it also like one of the women? It was good. I like it. It's like a whole one day thing where all this stuff takes place. Yeah. So Tony Scott directed. Scott goes on a date with Ramona and he makes garlic bread as the dinner. And subsequently, it, the date goes awry. So uh, Kieran McCulkin says, if this goes poorly, come meet up with me. I'm going to go stuck. <laughs> Did you say Habits. McCulkin? Isn't it McCulkin? Did you say Kieran McCulkin? Is it Culkin? It's just Culkin. <laughs> it's you're Macaulay. confusing Macaulay Macaulay not Macaulay Macaulay <laughs> Macaulay Macaulay <laughs> Bunny Ears is going to have a word with us <laughs> it's like you got my brother's name wrong bitch <clears throat> so yeah let's cut to the second fight so Luke the second fight Lee. yeah with uh, Lucas Lee played by Captain America himself aka the Human Torch oh so I did man yep. I just missed it then well, he's the Human Torch in the original Fantastic Force. Uh, That's right. So, Brian, this is your Marvel movie scene here. I love. See, this is the this is a good Edgar Wright. Did throw he beat out, him? Like with some of his dialogue. So he he shows up. He punches Scott Pilgrim in the face, and then he looks at Ramona and says, "What's up? How's life?" He seems nice. <laughs> I love that. Right after he punches him, he seems nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. And it's just like uh, hyper cocky guy. And then he just has his uh, stunt double team of seven. Yeah. Seven stunt doubles come in and attack him. And yeah. I'm kind of glad I didn't have to watch all that fight. I like that Lucas Lee just walking away while you think Scott 
Pilgrim's getting his ass beat in the background by the seven stunt doubles. Yeah. But then it's Scott Pilgrim beating the asses of seven stunt doubles. And then you can cut to cut to the chase. Cut to Lucas Lee's next great line when Kieran Culkin walks up to him. He's like, hi, big fan. He's like, here's my skate, here's be? the skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm a big fan Why of yours. You Why wouldn't you be? <laughs> but for him to eventually just be beat by his own ego of having to grind down a sweet rail to you know, his going to. I think they do a good job of that. Like it isn't <clears throat> seven fights. Each fight is a little different. It's not just like two people beating each other up and one person wins. Yep. First fight's a little bit like that. But then, yeah, the second one, Scott just tricks him yep. because just... of his ego to crash into a nuclear explosion off of this massive rail grind that no one could do on this icy Toronto 200-step rail. I couldn't even rail ground on one step. And that's the other thing I appreciate. They like trying to cram in some other games. So this is like Tony Hawk's pro skater and like if you can like really yeah. grind it out you can get more points doing top so. out at like 309 kilometers per hour there <clears throat> that's damn fast yeah it is that's at least 250 right i don't know they're in canada <laughs> hey hey so yeah that, that that is a nice change of the fights and then of course ramona freaks out and ghosts him and then like the next day scott pilgrim's ex Nat Envy. Envy calls played by Allison Bree and just starts to like mess with him. It's like, okay, yeah, you, I kind of got that feeling that that's what she was trying to do. It's like, she, I, just, she left, like, she showed up, hey, Scott, how you been? Oh, you have a girlfriend, I'm jealous, see ya. And then she actually just left, yeah, like, obviously, she messed with him and he got she got into his head. But I like how the movie doesn't get hung up on these previous stories yeah i may well <clears throat> it just leaves it you to like wonder or, or it you, you piece it together as you're watching yeah so like he gets scott gets freaked out and he's just walking in an alleyway and he is definitely accosted by some mysterious person obviously an ex because she's got superpowers i feel like a lot of people must have superpowers in this world and i think it's just the exes of ramona no not necessarily because they're right before the fight with roxy maybe it was right after and they have that little tiff at the bar when he's drinking the gin and tonics Mm -hmm. he goes into the did you never did you not come back to the movie brian you literally quit after oh my god i like what am i watching okay the dude is dancing it, it, so this fight i don't know what the you're like looking at a house and you like don't want to buy at the house because the walls are yellow <laughs> i i i just went to my comfort i was like let me watch something i've watched before to get comfortable to get me back into my happy place because this anyway so it. scott tells ramona what he had to do to get envy and it was like he i don't remember exactly what he says but he's like I had to something fight over 90 guys and one of them was giant, sixty feet tall and green, or something like that. So, yeah. this, there's this weird, literal take on the metaphors of, or the 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 challenges of life in this universe. And they do all seem to be relationship based, and it, man, I think, and everyone just sort of like, yep, that's normal. So I do think there's some other element to this. Like there, it must be Canada. Yeah, Hold Canadians on. must have to go Canada. through a lot to. Uh, date each other <laughs> their personal hangups are real but i did find it funny like right after that little tiff with roxy in the alley that ramona continues to correct scott about boyfriends and says exes exes just my exes yeah keeping it gender neutral so anyways it was kind of fun they uh get invited to nv's show and they like the sex bomb has to open for them. So it was like another they, solid song. Solid song right there again. Pun intended. They bombed. You're right. Solid song. But another solid song. I did like the other band that I saw who played before Scott's band. Oh, the, the one second. <laughs> well, when she was like, they have a girl drummer too. And it was like, oh yeah. The songs we hate you, and we're gonna tell you why. <laughs> well, in the in the <laughs> The kid in that was, I think he was in Saw 2. 
like the lead singer who who looked all <laughs> sad. He's like, we're a sad band. Um, he's in <laughs> Saw, I think Saw 2 it is, or Saw 3, one of them. Well, you and I was like, hey, it's that guy. You completely missed out on Brandon Roush's. Like, I love that character. That is the greatest embodiment of douchebag, and he does it so well. Oh, yeah. Uh, See, I want to watch so that. I like funny it. about it. Oh, I, and he's a vegan to boot, which just yeah, really has, puts a bun on it, a pin in it. Exactly. <laughs> and this is like 2010. So I love this. Like, ah, uh, vegans. Uh, it told he goes us off, Brian, he goes off on this whole rant. He's like, oh, what was it? Something like, the cleaner's going to have to get to you on Monday. He's like trying to be... Because I'm going to pulverize you into dust and cleaners clean up dust. <laughs> well, why is it on Monday? Well, because today's Friday and well, <laughs> she'll have the weekend off, so she'll clean up the dust on Monday. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just I like, like that. Yeah. And his superpower is cool. Like He's like floating with those glowing He's straight eyes. up saying. Adam, Definitely how old were you saying. when you first saw this? Is this a nostalgic thing for you? This is 2010, so I just came back from Seattle. So I was in the midst of hipster and all that goodness at that time. So So this this was very reminiscent. Yeah, this is it's very reminiscent of that time for me. Yeah, so you get get you over the hump. I got nothing here. I used to hang out at a hipster bar, but that was as close as I got. Other but I always felt out of place. Like I think I wore a sweater in there and I felt wrong. Like would you see that's the most hipster thing you could have done is wear a sweater. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it was like a not a cool sweater. It was like a J. Crew sweater. It's like go to a proto proto mutter concert. I always feel completely out of place. Joe Casey's band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why well, I, I was gonna find out from you guys why I need to wear to Rammstein to look cool, but we can do that Damn. after that. Whatever you want. So yeah, so Brandon Roush has superpowers because he's a vegan. And Scott Pilgrim defeats him by tricking him into drinking coffee with half and half. And so Thomas Jane, a member of the vegan police, shows up to revoke Brandon Roush's vegan card and take his superpowers away. He literally took his B card. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I Brian, think, you know, I, I knew I you weren't f- going to like this, but you're missing out. Yeah, the there's craziness some, of quips. it. Is not, I needed grounded movies. When this movie came out, I, I liked my movies grounded and I didn't like this silliness. The zany. Yeah. I think this it reminds me of like UHF. But that's, yeah, I mean, I like this that movie. Weird Al UHF movie. It's just too zany. Where I'm yeah. like, this is uncomfortable. I do think that movie is uncomfortable. Oh, I, I like that it. one. I like you drink this, from the fire hose. Really well made done. It's just not, <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like the, that I've never seen that Brandon Routh uh, Superman movie. And I never will because it's just not my thing. I thought it was, it was cool decent. for the time. Yeah, I mean, it was good. I liked how they were trying to. But it's just like a movie that I, it's, I'm never going to watch it. Like this was movie. A pretty, he was a decent Lex Luthor, but yeah. yeah, it just didn't resonate with people. So after he beats Brendan Roush. Who's next? Mean, who's next? But the Light. one and only, the X that defines X in this movie. It's uh, Roxy. Oh, is she played by Captain Marvel. No, I I don't remember who she Envy was. Envy was Captain Marvel. You would, uh, Brian, you'd recognize her, but I, I can't. It's May Whitman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was uh, her? Yeah. In Arrested Development, her? Man. When a man, a woman, yada, yada, yada. So anyways, yeah. So she's uh, Independence Day. Yeah, and Parenthood. Oh, oh, that's right. She was like the little girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, she was a teenager in this version of Parenthood. She was a little girl in a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. I mean, she seemed like a teenager in this. Yeah. Nothing Not she was kind of goofy. Yeah, nothing yeah. over the top. Yeah. But uh, she is uh, definitely by furious at Ramona, which I love me is a good pun. What was that other name she called her? Uh, Hasbian. Yes, has been. <laughs> Persona's left the guild. <laughs> you has been. <laughs> I thought both of those bits were delightfully clever. But it's funny because Ramona and her have a, a great duel with Ramona's signature sledgehammer, which I guess is the thing. And yeah, that was a fun little like D D golden axe. I don't know. Like 
reference nice to throw down mega giant hammer going to battle with yeah and so it was even better it was like it doesn't count if ramona wins because this is a guild fight so this is definitely a highly organized uh assembly yeah. against scott pilgrim this is when you really start to realize like oh there is literally a league of seven evil exes that have gotten together and decided to form a league to like really of her evil exes <laughs> to just to prevent just to prevent out Scott. any of her future boyfriends. Yeah. So the the Can fight I, is. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to ask a question. Yeah. Both. Do you do you both if 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 all your exes fought like who would come out on top? Ooh. Her initials are Jay Z. You remember her, Brian? I she I probably like the the scrappiest. Yeah, yeah. I think she'd probably kick everybody else's ass. Girl, I did it at the end of high school. Adam, yeah. Funnily enough, she had a bicurious phase right after we broke up. <laughs> Definitely turned her world upside down. <clears throat> I'd have to think about this. That's one. Date a lot of scrappers, have you? Not scrappers, but just no uh, absolutely aggressive types. Forty-five-year-old masculine women. She had to. He's nodding. Everybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> only one <laughs> so yeah so roxy shows up ramona tries to fight her she's like nope it's got to be scott scott's like i can't hit a girl they're classic, so soft classic michael sarah format yeah <laughs> and so brian this was mildly entertaining mary elizabeth winstead is standing right behind michael sarah holding his arms and fighting with him as like a puppet like, it's kind of funny and it's slapping like he's her. just like okay. slapping this other girl in the face. Am I supposed to be aware that this is a property that existed prior? What do you mean? As a comic book? No, not even necessarily. I didn't know this was a comic. This was, I'd say, fairly niche. I mean, it's yeah. between like 8-bit gamers and slight uh, manga, maybe a little bit. Well, I actually read some reviews today about the comic series um, and... Uh, I can't remember the dude that wrote it, but his name, but he gets praise from both Western and Japanese comic book artists. Uh, yeah. He takes elements of both, but I guess somehow in the comics themselves, he doesn't really emulate either. And then he still somehow manages to come up with his own sort of like unique form it's... of comic book that references or similarities to both types, Western and Eastern, but otherwise is pretty unique. Yeah, as a yeah, he's no, a Canadian. I, I knew this is a movie first. Yeah, he's a Canadian author and comic book artist, Brian Lee O'Malley. Yeah, yeah I think so, he has a book out there too. Yeah, so I mean, I, they've got six volumes. Yep. In this, and each volume is one of the fights. Yeah, that would make the most sense. I'm waiting for Brian to ask the obvious question, but I don't know if he's really paying any attention. This is where Brian says. But wait a minute. I thought there minute. were seven. I thought there X's. were seven X's. One of those fights is twins. Played by the same person twice or twins? Uh, well, I imagine they were twins because. But they definitely did not look like twins because so nobody famous. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't recognize them from. So he's, uh, he wins and then they're they stay boyfriend and girlfriend. Well, no, this is that. That's a cool yeah. fight. It's the Katayanagi twins. And instead of like a direct fight between Scott and twins, it's like a battle of the bands. So it's like every one of these fights is actually pretty unique and different from the others. And so this one, it's Scott's band, the Sex Bobombs on one side of the room, and then the Katayanagi twins on the other side of the room. And they're like two synth player techno musicians. Yeah. And then, you know, Scott's band is like a punk band. And their music as they're like playing music at each other it's like the avatar of music. Yeah, like the music exactly. from the two uh, Katayanagi twins turns into these like two Chinese dragons in the air. And the sex bombs have this giant gorilla. Gorilla. It kind of reminded me of the weird fuzzy gorilla monsters from the first Far Cry game. Yeah, I was like, that's... But anyways, yeah, that was kind of neat. It was good, but... At this particular battle, we do get introduced to the G-Man. The G-Man. I totally forgot about this guy until he showed up right there. So yeah, Jason you know who it was, Schwartzman. Brian? Jason Schwartzman? 
I spilled the beans on that one. Can I tell you something? When Brian I saw his name in the credits, <laughs> when I saw his name in the credits, my first thought was, I, I, I've tried and tried for years to not like him, but it turns out I think I like him. Did you watch that one with him and Ted Danson? Yeah, I watched two or seasons of that. Something. Is that any good? I enjoyed the. Yeah, I, I didn't watched. watch the last bit, but yeah, it was it was good. It was fun. It was a fun show. It was fun to just watch them toy around, and he can be a little much, I think, when he's narrating the whole thing. And he, I just watched him in Fargo season four. Oh, season four wasn't season as good four. as the other three seasons. Oh, okay. And I'm he still was, gonna watch it. He was he was fine, but it it boy it moved slow. <laughs> he. I did not like Jason Schwartzman when he first like popped up in the world. Cause he was in all those yeah. movies with that guy that Jason likes. Yeah. But indeed he has really grown on me. Yeah. He plays a good swarmy kind of like grease ball. Cause he, he was a record executive <clears throat> and he just kind of was that douchey sleazy record executive. Like, Hey, sorry. I took your girlfriend, but uh, I took, we're cool. Girlfriend. Right, babe. <laughs> he just like watch it or walks off. And it was nice to see like that whole like the music themes of this has been very punk and hard, hard rock. And then like right after that fight scene with the twins, uh, Ramona just like ghosts is like, you know what? I'm going to go back with him. And as Sarah is talking to Ramona outside, the car pulls up and what's playing in the background. But like a classic Stones song uh, under my thumb. Yeah, that's right. Basically instilling that bit. She can't. The worst can't get song the of the movie is a classic Rolling Stones song. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is the worst bit. So, I mean, just it just plays into the theme. Like, Ramona's still has hooks or not. She has, he hooks, still has hooks in her. Yeah, he still has hooks in her and just can't get over that. And I felt like that was made incredibly clear. Like, it was just... He's the one guy that I've never been able to like really control myself around when he shows up. I always go back to him, but then they took that literally and they gave her a chip in her neck. Yeah. He's like, no, he, he always gets into my head. Literally. No, literally he gets into my head and he's got, she's got this like microchip in her neck Yeah, that Gideon, I guess, controls the G man. But I did enjoy that bit when the dejected Michael Sarah goes back to the apartment and uh, <laughs> Wallace just tells him, well, it's probably because he's better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the scene where there's three dudes? So he lives with Kieran Culkin, Brian, who is who plays this amazing little gay gentleman. But they have to share a bed and it's just the yeah, mattress I, on the I saw, floor. I saw other Scott wake up next to him. OK, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. That so was at funny. some point. There's four guys in this bed and they all pop up one at a time to provide their input. <laughs> it all sounds very pleasant and funny. I just doesn't vibe with me. I just, it, I do think we should have a rule that if you don't watch the movie, you lose your turn to pick the next, your next turn. I like this rule now because it screws Brian over. <laughs> And I will be willing to put this into effect next week, which would technically be Brian's week to choose. But I think we have a quorum. Adam and I think it's a great idea, Brian. Yeah. Well, majority rules. Majority rules. Yeah, I get to pick. (laughs) So, again, like right after that, he comes back dejected and Jason Schwartzman calls to kind of gloat and just kind of rub it in. Like, hey, you should uh, come see your new band open at my new venue oh yeah and he's just a complete douche about the whole thing and then michael zara just gets pissed off and wallace pumps him up and then he's like doing this big like montage he puts on his favorite band shirt puts on his sweatbands for his, his wrist wristbands <laughs> and then he just like puts his coat on there's like he has to bend over to tie his shoes and it's like this real awkward like oh i just love those subtleties it's like epics Epic montage. Wait, wait, wait. I got to tie my shoes. And it's just always awkward. <laughs> and it takes time. So yeah, uh, Scott Pilgrim goes to goes to the venue to win the heart of Ramona Flowers and defeat the final boss of Gideon. The sex bombs who have been signed by Gideon. Playing another stellar track. <laughs> they had been completely neutered, though. 
Yeah, very low energy costume outfits that matched. They were no longer the punk band that they wanted to be. They had sold out. Yeah, I, I even think like the opening bits to that song is just like, oh, what, what was it? It just sounded like we've sold out or no, we're that's here. Exactly what you're singing. We're, yeah. yeah, we're we're here only to entertain you or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Michael Sears like let's let's do this, and he like goes through all the gates. I mean, it's just another classic bit of just like, what's the password? Whatever. And he just walks through the first gate, the second gate. Well, it's like, what's the password? Ah. It's like, oh, yeah. Just very angsty hipster at that time. Yeah. But the, uh, the fight plays out and Gideon definitely upper gets him in the back after a distracting fight between Ramona and Knives. Because yeah, so there you go, Brian. Jason Schwartzman beats Scott. I, yeah. I keep wanting to say Scott Tidman, but Scott Pilgrim. Scott Titleman. <laughs> so, yeah. And, but during that whole bit, Scott did gain a one up in a previous battle. So, during his death sequence, he learned something about himself and he has. He's not uh, fighting a, Jason Schwartzman for Ramona, he's fighting Jason Schwartzman for himself. And he unlocks self respect. Which is another sweet ass sword. <laughs> the sword of self respect. <laughs> I want to see that card in magic. <laughs> so they fight it out. It's a good fight. Uh, but then Jason Swarsman goes full on abusive and just kicks Ramona da- flowers down the stairs. Scott and Knives team up, beat the shit out of Schwartzman. The kid, the 17 year old? The 17 year old comes comes in to like save the day. And so he just uses her. Well, no, No. what happens the first fight is she comes back to fight Ramona because she thinks that she stole Scott from her. And then Scott dies. And then Scott Scott half ass, like, oh, I didn't, I cheated on her with you, but not you with her. So it's just, just real sleazy, like zero spine, like just can't own up to his own crimes, if you will. This is your hero. This is your hero. But he then uses his one up. He comes back and he apologizes to everybody and gains the self-respect. And did so he, he apologize to the gang up the parents of the victim? Yeah. The, Not Jason Schwartzman. No, the 17-year-old's parents. Did he apologize to them? She said she'd be okay. Fun fact, Knives she Chow's can't say she'd be she'll be okay. Father is in the comics. The what? Oh, really? Knives oh, Chow's right. father is in the comics. He's a ninja. And at oh. one point, Scott does earn his respect. <laughs> wow you read these comics i've read a lot of comics <laughs> to be fair no i don't think i've ever read a comic i have just a lot of graphic novels. you have a no- you have a knowledge base that i do not have like you and adam early i mean you two nodded each other a lot during these because you both are into the same weird geeky shit that i don't know anything about and i love it because when you both nodded each other i'm like oh what are they nodding about they know something they both experienced this i have not how do they know about it and i don't so I get to because when you were busy watching Legends of the Fall 25 times in a three month period, <laughs> I was reading comic books. <laughs> so, I shed a tear for that movie. Playing so many video times. games. I was so filled with pride when he walked out after saving his dad's life. Oh, that's a great scene. Tell you what, I will go for your I, I lose my pick if if you can answer me this one trivia question. If you can come within 10 million dollars of the budget for this movie me this movie both of you oh if you get it i will you get my pick well regardless of what happens today the next time this comes up and someone doesn't watch a movie they lose their next turn i'll see about i'm you know i want to say i I was i was trying i have no leverage i was i'm saying get some probably 35 million Plus, I just th- I'm curious what you guys think it, it costs. So go ahead. Because like I think they did a lot of like practical effects, and then yeah, everything else was high. Everything else seemed so easy just to have like After Effects just pencil some of this stuff in. Yeah, because it's not like expensive CGI. It's like goofy. This is yeah, after, and it has to, and it doesn't have to be good CGI. It, it's yeah. a comic book, so it has to, it can be silly. It can be yeah, and then but I mean that's easier generated. to do, and they're not. Yeah, like, this oh. is after Hot Fuzz, right? Like he did. They did Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. This is after that, right? That he made this. This was 2010. This movie. Yeah, because Shaun oh, of the Dead was the like end of the world. Early 2000s. About that one, huh? I don't know if this is. I think this was before End of the World. 
Yeah, right. yeah. Hot Fuzz is 2007. Yeah, so End of the World I think came later. So and, this must oh, be between. The World's End is 2013. Yeah, after this, right? Yeah, it's 2013. I love Ooh, that. See, I love I love the other three movies he did. Those Cornetto, the Cornetto um, triple, but I don't. This didn't. I couldn't get into it. Oh, he did Space, Steven. Oh, is it? Did you watch American? that show? As long as it was the British, yeah, the British one is fucking great. Oh, the same guys. I loved it. So punchy, so quippy. And just, this guy, it's, it's the same. People. I did not know that part. Wow. Is that yeah. your right? And, uh, and, and Sean the of the Dead guy. guy. Then, yeah, that makes it. This makes so much more sense now in that case. And the other one of the she was in Shaun of the Dead too. the the female lead in that. Yeah. In space. She was in Shaun of the Dead. She she yep. had the other group of people. With yeah. Her. That was like mirror. Daisy. Of them. Yeah. Or not Daisy, but the actress that played Daisy. Daisy. So it was 60 Daisy. million was the budget for this. And it Damn. made 47. Wait, what did you say? You were right. Chris. Budget of 60. Ah, what did I say? 65. And it made 47 worldwide. Damn. Well, we were within 10. Well, you were within 10. I said Close enough. It's yeah. funny when Chris called me out for not paying attention. I was looking at potential movies, <laughs> so I got double whammy. <laughs> then I just closed it. Like I guess my choice is gone. Oh man, he did the. Uh... So have you guys uh, obviously Beck was a main influencer in this film, but also Edgar Wright directed the video for the Beck video short "Colors," which is a really sweet song by Beck. That is a great song. Yeah, that yeah, whole that album has a couple of really good Beck songs. Holy, that came out of nowhere. That one. Yes, I I, I almost brought that album up earlier because I want to say it's like he has a new album out, but no, that was probably like many years ago. Now, oh yeah, it's like twenty eighteen. But I just 17? yeah, it's like it's new to me because I'd never been into Beck, but it's got a lot of great music on it yeah that whole album is most oh and it Alice really blew me out of the water because i i mean i was hearing a couple of songs like these are really good who is this it's beck <laughs> I, was like, I don't okay. think i heard that one. Oh yeah uh colors is a really good song there's another song on the album that i can't remember what it's called that is just is there a song called dreams yeah that that's on that album oh then yeah that's it i love that song yeah wow was another good one. Yeah, oh, I heard Rob Zombie's newest album a little bit today. I, I was really enjoying that. He's got a song called Boom Boom, or maybe it's Boom Boom Boom. That's all I got. So anyways, yeah, I don't know if we quite finished it. Scott Pilgrim beats Gideon, saves the day. There's this small side plot where he has to fight Nega Scott, which is like his evil alternate ego. And they don't actually fight. They just decide to go have brunch together. It's a pretty nice guy. So, and then he and Ramona Flowers get to walk off together happily, hand in hand, through the after town. saying it's okay by knives, nonetheless, because knives yep. now respect knives gets your blessing. Yeah. So Adam, you seem to enjoy this movie. I enjoy it always because I like a good over-the-top fight sequence, video game style, and uh, it's a very specific. I like <laughs> like I really like this can, movie. What other and, movies that? The way you just described this, what other movies do you think would fit that? Well, like Mortal Kombat or any uh, any fight sequence movie. So Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, uh, some other over the top fighting ones. Okay, so you're going literal fight movies that are just but there's like literal. I mean, those. I mean, Bloodsport. <laughs> okay, but I'm also thinking like, but on the comical side of these things, I'm drawing yeah. a blank off the top of my head of this style so this does seem quite unique what about like okay here let me go older for you but it, it's also zany and musical but it's not quite the same do you remember little the shop of horrors no <laughs> do you remember the stone age it was a lot remember, of blue oyster cult I've never seen it they go to see blue oyster cult in 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 they go to a concert and the eyeball looks at the guy and he's like the eyeball was looking at me man and it's this hippie red-headed dude and his buddy and they go out for an evening and it's zany as hell but it's like a stoner comedy no I, I i'm aware of what it is i've never seen it used to be on late night all the time when i would you know be up watching these movies who's in it nobody okay <laughs> nobody that you would recognize but i've seen this movie twice strangely enough it has a lot of boc in it which is cool um there's a red-headed curly-haired gentleman who was in like he was probably, you know, in the background of Point Break, or he was probably had a line on the beach of Point Break. Like he, I think he got run over by some sand. Hey, bro, you know, <laughs> uh, just like complete. That guy was so good in Point Break. Let's give him his own movie. Okay, so if you if you Google the Stone Age, 
Um, I, sh- I shall Google the stuff. If you Google it, the, the thing that comes up, the picture, like the poster. Yeah. You know how they put quotes from articles written about it? Yeah. On them sometimes. This one says better than dazed and confused. I find that hard to believe. By something magazine. It's really small. But yeah, I, it was. Oh, not. it's got Clifton Collins Jr. He was in. Oh, I know that movie. dude. He was Thomas Jane's partner as the vegan police. He's great. He's in a lot of crazy stuff. Are you talking about Michael Coppolo? The redhead dude? Yeah. You know his name? Yeah. He's he's like a California guy, right? He's in California guy stuff. It's got Kevin Kilner, but that's like, that's about it. Huh? No, I am not familiar with this movie. Yeah. The eyeball was, was on him. Uh, What is it? It's probably like a 93 movie or something. When did this come out? I think 94. Yeah. Anyway. It was silly. I probably would never watch it again, but at the time. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this. There's nothing about this that's sparkling with me right now. Now, nah, I mean, if you can find like the scene where they go see BOC in the eyeball, that's kind of fun to watch just from. Because I love BOC. That. Yeah. And for all those people out there that are our age that have no idea what BOC is, it's, it's Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> Even Everybody knows it now because of the cowbell stuff. That's true. That's true. Yeah is well it's still that's will ferrell snl time frame so even then that's late. yeah but for whatever reason that always seems to stick oh yeah but yeah i really enjoyed this movie again i did i knew i would like this isn't so old that i would i was curious as to whether or not i would still like it but it's been long enough that i'd forgotten some stuff and so it was really nice to return to this because it was some of it was like oh yeah yeah it's just uh again it's another just introspective something that everyone can relate to being in relationships that they want or think they want Ooh, time out brian walked away what movies do we think that he would just fucking hate well <laughs> have you seen sucker punch yeah i like sucker that's another this that'd be this would be a great example that's somehow yes this movie somehow kind of yes. reminds me of that <clears throat> so i've only ever seen that once and it was a terrible bootleg copy so oh, it yeah. might be nice to watch that in like actual I think MVP. the best best fight sequence is the first one that Baby Doll gets into because it has that sweet uh, Bjork Army of Me song playing during the fight oh, scene. I had that soundtrack. I'm aware. That's, That's a good soundtrack. Good. Too. <clears throat> yeah, we should watch Sucker Punch. Oh, what else would Brian hate? I knew he wouldn't like this. I didn't realize that he wouldn't watch it. But theoretically, we could just keep getting movies like this. And he would never watch them, and you and I could just go back and forth. <laughs> the most fun. <laughs> oh, or like maybe like the original Dune, but, uh, or anything by uh, I David Lynch. Movie. Anything by David Lynch. I don't. You Completely know, surreal. Dune oh. and the Kyle McLaughlin TV show. Uh, oh, Twin, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Love Twin Peaks. <clears throat> I. What else has he done? Mulholland Drive, though, right? Yeah, Mulholland Drive, Blue Velvet. Uh, I don't know. What, I've, I've heard of Blue Velvet, but I don't know what that is. Hold on a minute. David Lynch. Yeah. But Mulholland did. Drive is like super critically acclaimed, right? Yeah. Uh, Lost Highway. <laughs> yeah. That is, that's a good soundtrack. Nice Nails is like half of it. I, like <clears> I know should... it has a Rammstein song on it. Oh, yeah. I feel like we should throw in a, a blocking rule then. Like we each get a block where we can block? just block one movie. Each of us, we can keep it on our block list. Just one movie. No, Brian. Because sooner or later, I'm going with anything to get Adam. We are going to have to let him do the fifth element. Damn it. That's what I was. (laughs) That's what I was trying to. I don't want anything to get blocked because I know there's going to be a lot of movies that I'm just not going to like. But that's what that's what. But that's the point of this is to having another perspective of a thing you wouldn't normally watch. Like, how much fun is it going to be to just shit on Adam's parade when we do The Fifth Element? <laughs> I think it will be loads the of practical fun. Practical effects alone. <laughs> after we've watched some movies that we all find mutually beneficial. And to be fair, though, I don't hate The Fifth Element. It's just one of those movies that I've seen several times. And I don't, it's just like, eh, I'm good. If I never watch that movie ever again, that's fine. But now that I think about it, I do miss Chris Ducker. Yeah. So watch Rush Hour. I was just thinking that. Not that we should watch it, but I was just thinking about that movie. When those came out, I really enjoyed them because of Chris Ducker. Yeah. But then again, I also really enjoyed the Austin Power movies when those came out. So there's also that. 
So, Brian, what are your thoughts on Sucker Punch? God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I just, like, you just, like, I just watched it over the course of, like, three weeks, the Snyder Cut, and now you're going to make me watch Sucker Punch? It's a, wait. It took you three weeks to watch that? Jesus Christ, yes. Didn't you start that, like, six months ago? Well, I mean, I, like, I've watched it a while back now, but it took me... I feel like it took me like seven nights of like I would do it while I was making dinner and I'd have it on and you weren't paying attention to the details. Oh my I god! That thing god. one day I was like yeah. I was obsessed. We made it. It was an evening here. It was, was so like, much better than what the is happening. What is happening? Like the three three four hour Lord of the Rings movies. That's the way to do it. Yep. That is how you do those movies. If yeah. every movie in the world was four hours i would love it it wasn't the like, dude, length of time it would it make everything would need an intermission in the theater but that'd be great my yeah. understanding of batman is that he fights the local criminals in <sighs> gotham and all of a sudden there were mother boxes and giant because this is like batman 20 years later he's old cranky batman yeah he's not even really batman but he's anymore. like given up on justice and it's just straight vengeance but that's not but but there's aliens and shit in this yeah because it's the dc cinematic universe well i mean these were these were plot lines in the comics like superman was like oh someone is on a building and i gotta fly up and rescue him and oh i gotta also brian look at the context look at the context they really had to catch up to marvel so they were gonna stretch things a bit you know, they needed to go big or go home. It was too jarring. They went big and it didn't really work. <laughs> I was like, what does Joker matter when there's aliens from another time and space coming into the planet? Yeah, but how fucking cool is it if when the aliens show up, Batman and Joker join forces? That's cool. Thank you. That was cool. It just took forever to get to that. No, it took exactly the right amount of time to get to that. And who was the yeah. who was the flying Martian guy? It's called Oh, he was uh he was literally uh Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Who's like a shapeshifter. Not that... terribly familiar with the character, but yeah, I had to look it up too. It's not oh, and the general that he played? Um yeah. played by the guy that was in the blacklist. ER guy. He was he was dating on ER, he was dating the the doctor who had HIV. Yes. yes. So he shows up at multiple points in the movie. I did read that. Yes, that is the the Martian guy at all points. So he is literally there sort of instigating this. Anyways, we're going too deep on that. Uh, uh, yeah. So I love Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder. I love 300 Zack Snyder. Uh, but you want me to watch Sucker Punch? God. Wait, was that Zack Snyder? Yeah. Or did you just, is that just a non sequitur? No, that's Zack Snyder. Is it? Oh, cool. Even better. I didn't, I wasn't even, I didn't even think of that or I didn't realize that. But man, uh, oh. one hour and 50 minutes, PG 13. Oh, I think he, he mentioned he might have a, a version of that cut too. Oh, really? Yeah. So is that, is that your choice, Chris, for next week? Well, to be completely honest, if there's going to be a Zack Snyder cut of this, then no, it won't be my choice because. Well, that would take years, I'm sure. Oh, it's got Carla Gugino and Scott Glenn. Oh, you know what? I want to I want to make both of you suffer. Yeah. So, you know, the Tony Scott movie, uh, Man on Fire with Denzel Washington. I like that movie. Maybe. That's based off of or that is a remake of an Italian movie with as its main character, Scott motherfucking Glenn. And that version is fantastic. It's like The Day of the Jackal is a fantastic movie that they tried to remake 20 years later with Richard Gere and Bruce Willis as just the Jackal, and it sucked. But the Tony Scott version of Man on Fire was also really good. <laughs> yeah, it was. I've never seen the original. I'd like to watch that. The original's really hard to get a hold of. I've tried to find it a couple times. Silence the... of the Lambs and Backdraft. Yep. and Yep, yep, yep. yep. He was the submarine captain in uh, The Hunt for Red October. October. Mm. Yeah, I've always been a big Scott Glenn fan. He was in Training Day. He was the guy they robbed the money from. Oh, Training! He was in Greenland, so we just we just watched that one, which Dark is the Blue. Uh, I watched that. The comet hitting the Earth. I I've gotten into these Gerard Depardieu disaster movies. 
Butler, Gerard Butler. Butler, I was like, <laughs> Gerard Dimmert. So yeah, that was like an interesting, yeah. The he, government. They're making another one. Greenland two. Yeah. <laughs> the greener land. Like where they have to leave Greenland now. Oh, that'd be good. I. That's what I'm more interested in. It's like, don't tell me how you survive. Tell me how you rebuild. That was, you know what? Greenland was a much better movie than I thought. Like I jumped into that thing and this is going to be just shit, but I'll watch it. And it was way child abduction took me completely off guard. I was like, whoa, this got real deep. How am I not even familiar with what you guys are talking about? It was like a, it's like a straight to DVD thing that recently came out. Well, it I mean, it's theaters, but it was on straight HBO to Netflix Max. or something. Yeah. I think it was HBO or oh, it's on okay. maybe it's on Prime. HBO Max. Oh, HBO Max. I think well, you can get it on Prime, I think too. But because I do kind of like Gerard Butler, it's a pay. He's gotten into the, like Geostorm, fallen that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's fun. Marina Baccarin's in it. She's the mom. The Macarena is in it. B A C Deadpool's girlfriend. Yeah. Hey, Baccarina. So you have to tell us what we're watching next week. Oh. You know, you know what? I, I'm sorry, bro. We're, we're let's do sucker punch because I'm I'm really curious. God damn it! Thanks for listening.